Hey, welcome to Content 12. This is Andrew Lang, and we are in, we're still in album two on track five right now, and I really want to paint some vision for the group, uh, because as a leader, you're going to have to be able to paint some vision, whether you are an up-and-coming company, and um, you need to make sure that uh, you've been doing it for a while, I mean, you need to make sure that people are still bought in, and doing the extra things, because when you're, you're trying to figure your way, um, you're going to have to be able to have people work extra and come up with better ideas and challenge themselves and challenge each other, and, and man, sometimes that's hard, and uh, you might not see the fruits of your labor, and most of the time, you're not going to see the fruits of your labor right away. It might even take years sometimes, so you're going to have to be able to keep people focused and inspired to do those things. Because that's what the great companies had to do uh, in the past. And, in, and, and obviously in the future, you're going to have to grind it out. You're going to have to allow the, the money and the numbers and the success follow. You're going to have to do the right things to, to get to, the, to those spots. And sometimes it's going to take some, some good vision painting. So <clears throat> I'm going to tell you about the General Sherman. And um, it's an interesting... Uh, piece of history as, as I dig in. Um, let's say you were up in front of the group, you get the whole company uh, there in front of you, and you can tell they're tired and they're weary. You need them to do more. You need them to, uh, to dig deeper. And so, maybe you bring this story out. And it's the story of the General Sherman. It's the way I would start this is I would ask the people. What do you think the largest living organism on this planet in the entire world is? What is it? And see if people can guess and they'll think oceans and they'll think, I don't know, all types of stuff. And you tell them the largest living thing on the planet is the General Sherman tree. It's in Sequoia National Park. It's a great sequoia tree. And it is the largest living single stem tree on earth. It sits 275 feet high, although not the tallest. It is 52,500 cubic feet. This thing is massive. And uh, no other living thing on the planet exceeds the volume of this giant sequoia, the General Sherman. So, 102 feet at the base. You know, if you if you took a, a tape measure and walked around the base, be 102 feet. If you think about that for a second, man, oh man. It's actually named after a Civil War general by the name of William William Tecumseh Sherman. He was a general in 1861 to 65 in the Civil War, served under Ulysses S. Grant. And um, <clears throat> this, uh, this is an interesting uh, being uh, because the one thing that, that, I, that really sticks out to this, to me about this tree is many of the, the huge trees in the, in the forest are some taller, some have um, bigger diameters, 
um, but none bigger than this one. The interesting part of it is many of these trees are four or 5,000 years old, but the sequoia made it there in 2,000 to 2,200 years. So yes, that's a long time and it's been growing. There's no doubt about it, but it grew to the biggest in half the time. And so as we fight our fight every day and the grind becomes tough, there's no reason why we can't get to a place where we have the success and are the biggest and see the rewards in a short time. It's possible. And um, this, uh, this tree has survived fires. It has survived climate change and even modern man. This tree is still standing and, and is still growing, by the way. It says it grows like a tree that's 60 feet tall. It grows that every year. It's still growing. And if I look at us out here, then I'm, the people that I'm staring at right now, and maybe uh, we aren't the biggest, we aren't the largest, we aren't the most successful at this point. By reading this story and understanding the history of it, I know that we're doing the right things that it will take to get to that point. And so while it's hard, and maybe when the storms come, man, we buckle a little bit. Um, long as we keep doing the right things and support each other, there's no reason that we can't become one of the fastest growing companies in our industry. As long as our roots are strong, as long as we're not afraid uh, to, to make some tough decisions. Listen, the General Sequoia, uh, if, if, a, if one of those huge limbs goes bad and dies, it can rot out the whole tree. So during this, the history of this tree, and there's, there's a huge limb seven feet in diameter that's sitting in this, I mean, you can go, it's a, it's a tourist attraction. It's sitting on the ground. They left it there, crushed part of the, what they built to make it a tourist attraction. It's, it's, they just left it there. And, and sometimes you have to cut off some of the, the dead weight that, that goes along. You have to make tough decisions. But the most important part is uh, the roots of this tree are embedded. They, they're not going anywhere. They're going deeper and deeper and allowing this tree to become stronger and stronger. And so as long as we are true to our roots, we can have what we all are looking for, and that success is to be able to prosper, that's to be able to uh, have the people that follow us uh, have a chance at greatness because of what we've done here. And so listen, it's not the end-all, be-all story, but it is one heck of a tree, man, and you got to check it out. Um, and when you're able to uh, talk about things like that and give the um, give the facts on it and the measurements. Um, people will remember it. There's still people. I told this story, I don't know, eight years ago. And there's there's one guy that calls me General Sherman at work. He calls me, what's up, General Sherman, when I see him. And so that's what you want. You want to be able to tell a story um, that people understand what they're fighting for. And they know that they can accomplish and there's some hope to get through some of the tough times and the challenges and the pain that goes on right now. So 
That is the General Sherman tree. Hopefully it uh, helps you uh, paint a picture to your folks that um, you don't have to be around as long as you know some of the companies that you're battling. You can move fast and, uh, and you can do some amazing things. Uh, so before I give a leadership tip, let's listen on to the words from our sponsor. Okay, so the tip that I want to give today, it's not just a leadership tip, but I think it's important. And it, it really um, it revolves around ownership and how important taking ownership is uh, when you're a leader, but, but anybody. And listen, I, I, I firmly believe that if you just own it, take responsibility, man, you'll, you'll move past half the people in this, in this world, half the people that you're... Uh, so-called peers or, or uh, you're challenged against, um, you move past half of them because most people don't want to take responsibility. They want to take ownership. They'll blame Fred. They'll blame Sally for whatever it is. It's not their fault. Man, when you take ownership, it's powerful. And listen, you can't just own a thousand mistakes. At some point, you need to stop making the same mistakes. And, and you, you have to take ownership of it. But... Um, when, you, when you take ownership, uh, it, uh, it allows the people that follow you to see that you're not above that group. You are able to take responsibility and ownership right in front of them, and it, and it matters. So i got a story for you that shaped my life, and, um, and I'll never forget it. And I wish it didn't happen, but hey, some of the toughest things are some of the things that you learn the most. So... I, I love to go, so so um, go to my dad's house on the weekends, and we would head over to my uncle Bob's house, and we would play cards, and uh, I love playing cards. We play pinnacle. And that's not an easy game for a youngster to get to learn, but I'm probably 14 years old at this point, maybe 15 if I'm lucky, and you know I was getting into golf. My dad had me golfing on the weekends. We would go up to Selfridge Air Base. And, uh, you know, he would, we, we would golf 18 and then he would go in the clubhouse with his buddies and I would go golf another nine. Like I, I was really getting into it. And I'm over at my Uncle Bob's house, we're playing our pinochle, I'm eating my chips and dip. That was a favorite thing that they had when we would put the, the ruffles out with the chip dip. Man, even if we didn't play cards, I'd just go in for that, I'd be good. But anyways, uh, I was talking to Uncle Bob about something, about golf, whatever, and, and he was started talking about how uh, I'll come out, we'll play. And I said, nah, you're not going to come out. It's a little far for you. Most of the time I live in Ann Arbor. And and so um, that was a little hype for them. And he said, God, I'll be there early. I said, ah, I'll be ready. What time are you going to come? He's like, we'll be there at 7.30. I said, I'll be up and I'll be ready. And he bet me that I would not be up and ready in the parking lot, ready to go by the time they got there. I think we bet $20. Knowing I didn't have no $20 at that time, but I bet it anyway, because I knew I'd be ready. So the day came, and um, you know when you wake up and you know you missed something and you're late for something? You don't know nothing about, all you see is the sun like creeping through the blinds, but you know you missed it. And I woke up, knew that I, I was in trouble. I heard a door 
shut in the parking lot out there. And I knew I was in trouble, so I jumped up, put some water on my hair, grabbed my shoes, ran out there like I was up and ready and on time. My Uncle Bob was just looking at me, and he was waiting on me, waiting, waiting on me to say it, waiting on me to say that I wasn't ready. And I didn't own it. I did not own it. And I acted like I was up, and he didn't say anything. My dad didn't say anything. Uh, and uh, we just went golfing. And I'll never forget it because my uncle was looking at me, waiting on me to own it. He wanted me to say that I didn't, and I, I needed to own up and pay the bet. He probably wouldn't have made me pay the $20, but I didn't do it. And I tell you, to this day, we've never talked about it. And I just don't know if my uncle will ever be able to look at me the same. And maybe that's harsh. It's a long time ago. Hopefully he loves me and I've done some good things and all that stuff. But in my mind, I don't know if he can ever look at me the same way because I didn't own it. And from that moment on, man, it was sure important that I owned it. Didn't ever want to feel like that again because I let them down. I let myself down because all I had to do was say, yep, you got me. You got me. But I didn't. And so... A message for you guys out there, no matter if you're a leader or not, just own it. Don't try to push responsibility on somebody else. Own that bad boy. See you guys next week.